you're giving Isabella far too much credit. Welcome back to the Tsai 5 podcast. Um, this is a, a special episode, a very special episode today. I think you guys just heard our brand new theme music. Shout out to our cousin Lucas, who you all have met on our previous podcast episode where we did a, um, where the Dings, our cousins, guested. He uh, was inspired, I guess, and he made that. That was amazing. Super cool, super cool. So, Hey, maybe, you know, I can write my screenplays and then Lucas, you can score the movies for me because, man, I think I think you might have a future. Maybe you should quit your your like pre-med track right now and just go into DJing. <laughs> yeah, super cool. And we and he kind of showed us how he did it, did it on like the online, I don't know, software. That is pretty cool. Um, a lot mo- like more appreciation to like f- for all those artists who do that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our new theme music. We'll be playing it at the beginning of every episode and probably at the end. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen, but you'll be hearing it every episode. So, so thank you very much, Lucas. Amazing. Um, wow. We're like really official and legit now. Like we got our mics. We got our song. What's what's next? Do we get an ad deal next? We had merch. Oh, yes. We have, <laughs> sort of. we have one we merch. We had one, not, not one product not one like item we just have like a singular piece of merch yeah it's just one mask that i don't think it could fit on anyone's face correctly that's like a weirdly proportioned mask but anyway yeah the dimensions were not great yeah so our merchandise thing is just it just kind of flopped but we'll, we'll get that up running later you know so yeah yeah but well in- we all hope you enjoyed last week's episode where we promised a three-part series on you know, I, I guess a bunch of things about how we think. And to be honest, we recorded it so long ago. I don't even remember what we said. So, but we're going to take a pause on that to bring you our special episode post Wan- the WandaVision finale. Yes, I think we have to talk about this on WandaVision. The first season, well, I don't even know how many seasons it's going to get, but the first season. I think, is it's, I think over. that's it, right? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But just finished watching the series finale nine episodes in the books Isabella any over overall thoughts to get us started um overall thoughts I I thought it was fine like I feel like it was what I kind of predicted you know um I will say the end scene where she says goodbye to her kids and oh yeah oh, wait, full stop like spoilers all the way oh, through this shoot. Yeah, yeah so um, no, her kids do not go anywhere. Obviously, no, okay, everyone from now lives on, spoilers, after. we are not holding back. So, spoilers yeah, now, leave, and then come back. That th- that scene, I actually, like, teared up, and it was, yeah, I don't know. Elizabeth Olsen is just so good. Yeah, I think, well, kind of going back to saying you predicted everything, which I think is interesting, because I don't think I... Or not predicted everything, but everything was predictable. Okay. If that makes sense. Hmm. Like there wasn't like a, oh my gosh, didn't see that one coming. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. Like the finale kind of just tied up the loose ends, which, you know, of course you want it to. But like if you're looking at the series as a whole, like in the beginning, it started out like really like, ooh, what's going on? Like, ooh, you you didn't see that coming. Oh, see what I did there? (laughs) But like the finale was very like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That There wasn't like a huge surprise yeah and i think that's like something weird with the mcu now because we just finished the infinity saga right we went through like the biggest movie event in history you know highest grossing film of all time with literally every single superhero you could imagine in one movie right and we're Mm -hmm. coming off of that into new phase four and i think expectations are are very high right and because like wandavision was a mystery in the beginning there was a sort of you know like you have to 
pay off that mystery, but also people are expecting now for it to lead to a bigger thing, right? Even mm-hmm. though this is like the first property of Phase Four, and I think in a way like that kind of hurts the MCU, right? Because everyone's yeah. going to be disappointed when you know, like you can't do a little small contained story anymore, right? Because people always want more. Yeah, they expect they expect like cameos, and they expect to, yeah. Like I think people were kind of like not complaining, but like oh, we thought like Doctor Strange was going to make an end credits like appearance, you know, like to directly lead into the Multiverse of Madness. So yeah, people definitely expect that. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think, I don't think I was too like disappointed about like the lack of cameos or like, oh, no mutant setup or like no like big, bigger bad, I guess. But one thing that I thought was just weird was, you know, in Thor Ragnarok, Loki comes to Earth for like three seconds and Doctor Strange is like, what's up? get out of my get out of my world right and then yeah wanda's just there like kidnapping a whole town for about like three weeks and he's just like you know what i got other things to do which i think yeah, that's maybe funny. he's busy you know yeah who knows but what he's doing dr stephen strange is slacking <laughs> um but yeah um and i think well were you disappointed at all at like the lack of i guess bigger things or cameos or big reveals no, not about not about cameos. I guess mm, okay. Well, not disappointed, but just kind of yeah, not disappointed, but like oh, like was the um, Pietro fake Pietro? Evan like Peters. everybody's like oh my gosh, like it's gonna be you know it's bringing X Men in blah, blah blah. Well, he turned out to be Ralph, and who knows? Like maybe he will still be involved. I probably doubt it. Um, but yeah, like everybody's like oh my gosh. But, yeah, I guess that was just kind of, like, poking fun at, at you know, that whole, like, um, multiverse kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's something really interesting because it's – the show was very, very meta, right? You have the, mm-hmm. like, Kat Dennings and Randall Parker literally watching a TV show that is in the TV show that we are watching, right? And then yeah, you yeah. have Evan Peters from a different universe that plays a character that we know should be coming over soon, possibly, or, like – and then, you know, just tease the audience, right? Like, what did you think of the meta aspect of the show? I thought it was cool. And it's just always fun because it's different than what the MCU has done before. And yeah, it did, like, add to some comedy. I mean, just, like, the Darcy's line where she, like, goes, she recast Pietro, you know? It's just kind of, like, funny. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, No specific... Okay, so like I'm guessing to like get the like more Twitter takes out of the way. So if you take away all like the ideas, of, like, I haven't the actually theories... been on Twitter. Oh, you have. I deleted Twitter. I deleted. I well, I don't have Twitter or Instagram. So yeah, guys, this is this Good is proof. This is evidence. You can survive for more than a week. Well, it's only been a week since I <laughs> I deleted it last Thursday. But like, I thought I would be more bored or like you know. Well, I guess there's upsides and downsides. This is just a, a different, this is a tangent. But I thought I would be more bored and like not have like, oh, no, I really want to check Instagram. But I really don't. The only bad thing is, is because of COVID, that's pretty much like the only kind of way you see people outside of your immediate circle and like what they're doing. So that kind of sucks. But I don't know. You know what? Maybe it's better not to like be so like involved or like care so much like oh my gosh they're going out they're over there you know whatever anyway back to WandaVision oh yeah yeah um I think that's very interesting we, we can talk about social media and that whole aspect for another episode because I think that's very there's a lot of avenues we can take with that um but this so, is a little sneak peek for the people <laughs> yeah a little preview within we are dropping ads for future episodes in our own episodes wow that's wow meta. that's our yeah <laughs> um but I'm guessing uh so if you kind of take away all like the distractions of like theories and like supposed cameos and all that stuff like how do you think your enjoyment of the show was just like contained it to itself as wandavision and nothing else enjoyment of the show i enjoyed it especially in the very in the first few episodes because i mean it was just it was just interesting and fun and like you don't know where it's gonna go i would say the highlights for this show made me really like okay i would really appreciate elizabeth olsen afterwards like she's so good and i honestly didn't wasn't really a fan of wanda maximoff before like in age of ultron and other ones i yeah i wasn't that big of a 
fan. I just thought she was, and I thought the accent was weird, but I guess that's kind of how they intentionally made it because they made it like Sokovian, which doesn't really, yeah. yeah. But dang, like she is so good. Like her facial expressions, I don't know. I just could just like watch and like do a rewatch with just watching her face. But yeah, so that was, and yeah, Paul Bettany too was good, really good. Um, So that was a highlight. I would think the like thing that I had the most beef with is the outside world, like the Darcy and Jimmy Woo and I guess Monica when she was around. That kind of like whole storyline or their like scenes were kind of not that they weren't that good for me. Like they weren't that funny. It was kind of awkward. Like I thought it was really like cringy sometimes. But I mean... When I was back on Twitter, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, like this team up, like they're so, you know, like I could watch a whole like show about these guys, like solving weird crimes. I'm like, really? Like, because it's kind of I feel like it's kind of awkward. I don't know. What did you think about that? Well, yeah, I think before I get into that, I think one thing that our dad has criticized us a lot is like, if you don't like it, you just call it garbage. And that's not the case. Right. And I think in this, I'm trying to like very distance my thoughts on it from like my gut first reaction like my knee-jerk reaction right and Mm -hmm. i think it's something that i've kind of been thinking more about like as i write more right but there's like a difference between like creative choice and execution if that makes Mm -hmm. sense right so Mm -hmm. for an example isabella really likes taylor swift right um i am not the biggest taylor swift fan because mostly because isabella just sings taylor swift songs all the time right but i can agree that you know taylor swift she has like a musically nice voice or whatever and she probably like hits all the notes and does these nice melodies and things and whatever i don't really know musical stuff right so like the execution um is good right but like her creative choice and like the genre of music and like i don't know maybe sometimes like her her, like words in the lyrics that just like doesn't vibe with me so like i'm not a fan but i can acknowledge that it's like good music you know in terms of like execution and technicalities right and i think that's a thing that I've really been seeing with WandaVision. There's like a lot of sometimes here it's good creative choice and bad execution and like good execution, but terrible creative choice or like a bit of both. Right. And I think with, with, especially with the Darcy Jimmy Woo thing, I just think it was neither because, okay, well, one thing that I think is the comedic relief you're supposed to like, right. Because it's there to be funny. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like the comedic relief then there's something wrong and i feel like i don't know i felt like jimmy woo and darcy they were just both like awkward funny like low-hanging fruit jokes that just yeah. didn't land for me and if that was supposed to be like the fun part of like the outside world sci-fi thing i just felt like that really landed flat for me um so i think that way in the execution right that's where it kind of failed but in creative choice i think there was there's not like a great reason for either of them to be in the show, right? Um, yeah, honestly, why was Darcy there? Yeah, or yeah, or Jimmy. Like Darcy in the what third, fourth episode, she turns on like the CMVR machine, which anyone could turn on a machine, right? Like I guess maybe she had the special knowledge to do whatever and like analyze it, but that's just because like they gave her that special knowledge because of whatever she was a whatever scientist that they needed her to be, right? And Jimmy Woo is an fbi guy with magic tricks you know <laughs> um wait where does um this is just another question where does ant-man live san francisco so wow and, jimmy was really doing a lot of traveling he was putting in miles for the fbi oh he went coast to coast he's in new jersey yeah Westfield, new jersey Westfield. yeah yeah so dang our boy Randall i can't Park tell if he work. got a promotion or if he got demoted like you were in san francisco you were dealing with ant-man you know sort of you get to go to New Jersey now to um, investigate a, the disappearance of a town. Yeah. Um, but I guess it worked out for well for him because he looks like he's getting set up to be in some authority now. Yeah. Look, look at our boy go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I think I'm fine with just Darcy and Jimmy not being so fun because they're not really, like, important to the story. They're not, like, too integral, right? So yeah, I'm not too mad about, like, comedic parts not landing but i think the monica 
whole storyline to me monica is also very not useful throughout the series um i don't know if what, yeah, what did you feel it about felt that? like they're maybe they just kind of like tried to set up what she's gonna be in captain marvel 2 yeah they're setting up her like superhero thing like i think but like in again like trying to like look at things in the scope of wandavision what she did for wandavision right like she kind of like has the conflict with hayward of like oh wanda if she is the problem she needs to be our solution like you know we we can try to like convince her to be good or whatever yeah um and like i saw a lot of people saying that they really enjoyed that she's very determined and always believes in people and i'm like guys this is literally only so we have a good guy perspective on the outside so we don't have to have um hey we're just monologue to the audience all the time right like there's she's just kind of like a i don't know i felt like she was just a very yeah you gotta have you have to have an advocate outside of the you know westview world yeah and but like monica's personality was just like i just want to do good and i believe in wanda because okay one thing is like i think it does make sense like her mom died so she understands the grief of wanda and whatever right like she understands what she's going through and i think at the on the very last episode she says they'll like never understand what you sacrificed for um them and i would have done what you did too if i had your powers right um that makes sense but actually like also also actually actually she like imprisoned a thousand people and like tortured them for a couple of weeks like sure i understand what you're doing but also that is wrong like why are you saying like oh they'll just never understand your sacrifice i was like whoa hold up don't say sorry to monica wanda wanda you should be apologizing to all the people you held captive for the last three weeks you know um yeah but there's kind of a difference though when when monica's saying that to her is because wanda had didn't realize what she was doing but like monica's kind of saying well i would i would do it even though Wanda didn't really intentionally do it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I think, well, I do think that Wanda subconsciously knew that she, well, not subconsciously, well, like. She knew as she got along, she knew. Like, yeah. maybe not in the beginning, not exactly in the beginning, like when she actually did it, but like afterwards, she kind of, she started realizing and then I'm pretty sure she knew, but yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of something interesting because a lot of people are talking about how this is like, oh, this is really explores grief very well. Um, I don't know if I completely agree with that statement. W- what did you think? Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that, too, because wasn't it her, the way that she avoid, like, dealt with grief is basically, like, pretending it didn't, like, pretending it yeah. didn't happen and she created a separate world, like, of what she wanted to happen or what she she wants instead which i don't maybe that's the whole avoidance slash denial part of grieving but yeah i i do think that i like the wanda that came out of westview afterwards um do you like okay well i think this is something interesting that the show was ambiguous on do you like the wanda because of who she is or do you like the wanda because of her moral standing I guess. What the, do those two things have to be separate? Well, I think they could be they could be intertwined, but like also you you can like someone and not like agree with their moral like center, you know? That oh, kind of thing. okay. Well, I guess like when when we in the beginning, you know, she's doing it the whole, like we talked about, the grief and avoidance thing. But then after she fights Agatha, you know, there's that moment where she comes back to her family and they're like together in the, and Vision was like, I know you'll make this right, not for us. But, and then she looks at him and she's like, yeah, like she's sure like, oh yeah, it's not going to work out for us. And she decides like, this has to be, you know, she makes the decision to choose, you know, the the world, the people over her family, which, you know, bef- like a couple minutes before she didn't exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then I also like that scene where she tells Monica, like, I don't understand this power, but I will. 
you know, I feel like a lot of the time when we've seen her before, she's just kind of been going with it. And maybe I don't remember enough, but like, you know, like with, um, with Hydra and then with the Avengers, like, you know, she was doing Hydra because she was like, well, they obviously were taking advantage of her because, you know, her grief and they were like, okay, we'll just do this experiment, you know? And then she's working off revenge, but then, you know, like the tides change and she's like, oh no, I got to stop what I did, you know, right that wrong. And so, you know, it's kind of like, she's not fully, you know, like she's, she's acting towards her circumstances, I think maybe, but then we kind of see her at the end. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think she's still a very selfish character. Um, I think I don't think that has changed, but I think she has gotten over her grief of vision. Um, well, not gotten over her grief, but like has come to terms with it, right? Because the denial uh, part is over, like the running away from it is over. No, yeah, and I think one thing is, um, episode eight, right? We have the flashback to right after Age of Ultron, you know, after Pietro died, and they're in the Avengers compound, right? And they're Vision and Wanda, they're talking about like how they're both um, alone, you know, and that's kind of like probably how they get together, which I, I think I really appreciated that because before we like had no reason why they were together, it's just like, oh, you're hot. You're like a one-year-old um, robot. Let's, you know, do it. But like, um, you know, Vision said, this is probably like a, a big quote that like everyone loves now, but like, what is grief if not love persevering, right? Um, yeah. And the very probably one of the last things that Wanda says to Vision before you like goodbye, you know, just dis- dissipates, right? It says she she's like, oh, you're my sadness, but you're my hope. Um, but most of all, you are my love, right? And I was like, so to me, that was me seeing like Wanda realizes this Vision is a conditional Vision. He's not real. He's all out of my sadness, my inability to come to terms with my grief, right? And now I recognize that you are the manifestation of my grief and I am okay with letting you go, which I thought was good, but like, wow, we got like just like one smidget of like exploration of grief in, you know, like nine episodes. But then like after that, she's like, I don't really care about you Westview people. Um, sorry, I ruined your lives by I'm a dip and try to find my like kids now. So now I'm stuck on the grief of my kids, not my husband, but like, also, like, there's the thing of, like, she wants to learn more about, like, her powers, right? And mm-hmm. I'm, like, not quite sure if that's because she really wants to know or it's because she wants to know how to bring yeah. the kids Yeah, what is she looking for back. specifically? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I kind of like this because um, a lot of people were saying, oh, this, at the end of WandaVision, she'll go crazy. She'll, like, create mutants, right? And I think with a Descent of Madness, like, that kind of needs to be a slow burn, you know? I see, like, here we're getting, like, the first, like, little teetery-tottery bit of her kind of, like, coming off the edge. And I think I enjoyed that a little bit, even though it was just nine episodes for just, like, one smidge of characterness, you know, if that makes sense. Mm, Yeah. Well, since we're talking about her reading the book, which we all know is The Darkhold, can we just have a moment of silence for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is now, I mean, it was very unlikely that any, you know, it's actually MCU canon, but now that the Darkhold has apparently been in Agatha's possession, you know, it's... So mm, sad. Moment of silence. Although, between the time, okay, so if we're saying that they're kind of, like, aligned on timelines... <laughs> no. there's like uh there's like a maybe a three-year gap actually yeah there's like a three-year gap between when we last saw the dark hold in agents of shield to when at, we know agatha had it so maybe maybe but anyway hmm. yeah maybe out. so sad but thinking of agatha what did you think about agnes agatha Catherine hahn um she was like a real big bad well she and hayward kind of shared that role but what did you think about the two villains okay um agatha um i liked agatha oh i'm trying to trying to think 
it's kind of weird to like have to think all the way back to nine weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially since like it's kind of hard to go back and think of a person like the way that you saw them when you first saw it. When you yeah, but now you, you have information secrets. that's like you yeah, know. Yeah, then now you're just them. like, huh. Um. Okay. Well, I think. Um, I thought Catherine Hahn was extremely good at like the sitcom acting of the nosy yeah, next door neighbor. So good, she, like her tone of voice and her like mannerisms and that like smile, that like forced smile, but like happy smile at the same time was like that was really good. Um, but once we figure out that she's Agatha, not Agnes, I think I kind of like lost all interest in her. Like I don't really think I really like her as a character. I I liked her as a thought of something bigger in the first like six episodes or whatever because after that like she just becomes like the narrator of the story yeah and she's she's just like there wanda make your choice do you want to save the people or your family oh wanda you were a witch since you were young how did you do that or you are the scarlet witch now this is chaos magic oh oh and (laughs) runes if you ever need that but (laughs) like um she wasn't even really doing a character she was just there to like probe wanted to do like whatever she did next right yeah Um, i did think that the whole sequence like where she like makes wanda go through her past like and she's like pops in and out being like oh i see but like let you know like let's look at them you know it was kind of weird but yeah i think characters like that like maybe it's just all the the like mystery and the intrigue that makes them like makes you want to watch them and then once you take that out of the equation it's kind of like eh yeah wait okay so i think let's talk about episode eight a little bit because that was a big one that i think on reddit on twitter on instagram everyone really liked like way crazy you really liked what did you think about episode eight like going back to wanda's you know parents death and then you know like all of her past trauma events what do you think about that um i thought some yeah i actually thought it was pretty good better than the ones before i think okay between the time where um they revealed what was actually going on like past the sitcom like the just the just sitcom episodes i was like a little bit disappointed for like the following episodes but then eight was definitely one that i was like actually like actively watching and not thinking like oh this is it this is it because well one thing there's the layer i don't really know about the comics and i didn't really know about you know scarlet witch or whatever her backstory but I thought it was interesting, like, that the things that we knew and the things that Wanda thought she knew about herself was actually attributed to being, like, an actual witch. Like, that not all of her powers came from that experiment, that Hydra experiment, that she had something before that that was actually, like, kind of guiding her fate before. Like, the whole Stark thing. Like, she was the reason why they didn't blow up. So that was definitely interesting. And then also... um the discovery that she didn't actually steal vision's body and that whole scene like her acting like you know when she was like i can't feel you anymore that was really good too um i'm trying to think of yeah i i think i would say that i liked it better than other episodes yeah but yeah it was kind of strange the way like i like the scenes in it of themselves and how they explained you know cause kind of stuff but like the way that they decided to have her go through it by having like Agatha make her go through it and be like yeah like I I need to know more like this is me probing your brain so we're just gonna go through all your memories it's kind of a little bit weird yeah I think like I've yeah I've been thinking about that exact same point that you're talking about and I think it's a matter of like plot and character arc dissonance right okay because um so far in like the previous movies that Scarlet Witch was in, well, not Scarlet Witch, Wanda, you know, she was in Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, right? So only four mm-hmm. movies. And in each one, we like hear about like a big death, right? Like Age of Ultron, their parents are dead. Um, but we don't really see like the aftermath of that and like the emotional impact of that. Um, and then Pietro dies in that one and she just kind of like screams, blows up a few robots. And then the next movie, Civil War, she's like, huh, I don't really care because I got a boyfriend vision, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then Infinity War, she know she tries to kill vision does kill vision but then thanos kills him again you know all that kind of thing and then she gets snapped immediately right and i thought um it was we haven't seen like the 
background and emotional like impacts for Wanda and those big parts of her life, right? Um, but I think the problem is that like your plot needs to like be able to serve on the same track as your character or like or like whatever overarching story that you're trying to tell, right? And I think like mm-hmm. when it just doesn't make sense for like why, 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 why is Agatha like can you not read minds? You're a witch just like Scarlet Witch. Maybe you can't like do it at to like the same capacity or whatever, but like, yo, she I think one line was like, I have a theory, but I need more. Let us continue. Or so I was like, yeah, Okay, yeah, what is this? Like so I get it. We want to like the goal here on the character level was to like explore Wanda more. But like the plot, they were just like throwing in something just to make it happen, right? And I think that's something that episode eight didn't have that like the first episode had because um like the plot in the first episode right that was just like oh we're you know we don't know what the heart means on the calendar right and like the overarching thing is like the mystery and like why we're here right but like the plot of the heart dinner was to get to the question of like oh what's your story so then then like the overarching thing of the episode and like the actual like sitcom plot like they come to a head and i thought that I think episode one was probably like my favorite episode because of that. And like also when Miss Hart was like, stop it, stop it. Whoa, that was, whew, that was yeah, creepy freaky. and eerie. Um, but yeah, so I think that's also another thing where like creative choice and execution don't work out. Like, cause like the creative choice, like the story behind it, like it makes sense. Like, oh, we need to show Wanda's grief and like all that stuff. And also we have to kind of like talk about how she's a witch like since day one, right? But like mm-hmm. the execution was not there, you know. Yeah, the way that they chose to do it just didn't. It felt kind of forced. Like we have to show you these things, so we're just gonna have Agatha walk her through it. Yeah. So, um, but also like another thing, I think I've talked to you about this, but like Agatha all along the song that like that mm-hmm. hit like the top of the charts like within the Bro, day. Bro, right? it's so catchy. Yeah, I think um, you know. Christine, Christine, Kristen, Kristen, Robert, 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 yeah, the people Anderson, who wrote Frozen. Yeah, yeah, so the they did the song. Yeah. Brilliant people. Um, but also, wait, it wasn't Agatha all along because Wanda created the thing, and Agatha is just there to like find out information about Wanda. So it's not really Agatha all along. She just kind of like killed Sparky because she wanted to push Wanda to give her more information about like. Agatha's whole plan is a little bit confusing and it's mostly just because she wants more power right so yeah. yeah yeah I agree that was weird but like also that whole song thing exists I guess we assume it exists in like the sitcom world so does it really need to make sense yeah no yeah but like yeah I, I mean I think maybe on the podcast we talked about it where there was like that one shot where it's like it was Agatha all along and they're sitting at the magic show and she's doing her like you know, magic Wiggly purple woos. fingers. Yeah, but like I don't remember anything going wrong at the magic show besides like, of course, Vision eating the gum. That's what really caused everything. But then, other than that, like it went well for them, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I, I thought, don't know. Yeah, that was really definitely weird. Um, but one thing I thought, one part that I really liked, I think, of the finale was um, when Agatha kind of does the thing to get Dottie into her regular mental state and then Dottie comes in and is like oh please my daughter's locked in my room I haven't seen her in like weeks can you just give her a storyline she can be the school bully I don't really even care she's the same yeah. age as your sons please please and I was like whoa um whoever that actress is like really like sold it out for her like three seconds of screen time right um but also I think that's like the one of the only times where we like we see Wanda have to confront like the consequences of her actions um yeah that's and, true like, that's a big part of like the grief thing right like seeing what you do with your denial um with your avoidance and grappling with that right because then wanda's humanity starts to come out right and that was because like agatha did that right and i think a lot of the things that agatha did were just like were to show what like agatha's actions were there to like continue wanda's story or to probe a little bit deeper right um yeah and i think Honestly, I don't know. I felt like it would be more engaging if, like, want like Agatha didn't exist and like Wanda like found like was grappling through that herself. Because then we just throw in like a physical antagonist just to be there. And like I think we already talked about how like her motivation is flimsy, right? 
Um, and, and I felt like we could have had more of that. Um, cause I think that's like a really interesting part. And also like, that's the trippy, like Truman show thing, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So what did you think about Hayward going to the other villain? Ugh, so terrible. Hmm. I don't know. He just, he just seems like the, uh, you know, typical guy who's in charge of big agency wants power and a weapon and doesn't really care actually well i guess the only surprising thing about hayward is like how like just unconcerned with ever- anything else he was he, like he, he was he literally like tried to missile <laughs> like tried to you know strike the thing with the drone he tried to shoot the kids yeah exactly like what is that but, like man? yeah like you know some some villains tend to show like maybe a little restraint or hesitation but this dude was really just like you know no joy no yeah i think the actor whoever played him he's got that like douchebag thing down to a t yeah real good job yeah. to you props to you man um but i think okay one thing is you know we're meant to hate hayward right yeah. but if you think about it like Okay, he might be like a little bit like cartoonish, cartoonishly evil, right? Like, oh yeah, ha, 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 shoot missile at Wanda, shoot the kids, right? But like, I mean, he's kind of somewhat right in the way that he's like, okay, Wanda is terrorizing a town, you know? We we kind of gotta stop that. But also, he's like, you know, he's got his like evil intents of trying to like, you know, make a weapon out of something. But like, I don't know, I didn't love how like they painted him as like absolute evil because like our protagonist is very much somewhat evil too you know i think yeah yeah we were they were very sympathetic to wanda in a way that i don't know it felt like too positive of a light shown on wanda and too negative of a light on hayward um wait yeah like what was that line that agatha said i did like that one um a hero doesn't let like people suffer or like something like that like this is not what a hero does, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and which of course she's not a hero by you know any means. Yeah, so I was but, just like, yeah, yeah. I, but I know like you know we gotta have Disney and have their hero. We can't be like too, you know, yeah. negative and bad about things, right? I guess Hayward was just really like a shoot first, ask questions later because like they didn't know from the outside the extent to which the people inside were suffering if they were suffering at all. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they didn't know anything about the inside, but he was just like, shoot him down, you know? Yeah. Um, also one thing like, because Hayward was tracking the vibranium inside of the hex, right? Which means that must've been real vibranium. So Scarlet, Witch can just make the strongest metal on earth. Like I'd just, by will like oh, that's yeah, kind of crazy that's a good question how was he able to track vision from the inside when she created him no yeah i think there's like a lot of questions about hayward's that, plan that doesn't that make made sense, sense if she stole his body right because he had the data and he could track but like i mean i don't think he just has like a ooh, this is a vibranium tracker and we can track any vibranium like yeah that doesn't really make sense huh i didn't think about that yeah so i was like look i think he saw like the sitcom broadcast that um Kat Dennings put up, right? But after that, like, how do you? Yeah, there's just like a lot of you, know, you just gotta take that mental gymnastics leap, you know, that kind of thing, just to oh yeah, sure, fine, it's like whatever that kind of thing. But Hayward's yeah. plan is not foolproof. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't very detailed. It was. I think it was just like big guns blazing, you know. But Give me white question. vision. Yeah, another question. He's. So he's talking about how they spent like a lot of that time in the five years trying to figure out how to power vision. And the answer was Wanda's power from that drone. So if that's the case, couldn't she, when she saw him, it was her power that was powering him. So isn't there a way for her to, you know, like undo it? Because everything else, like she can, you know, at least exert some power. So... How does that make sense? I was going to say that, but for the opposite. Like, um, you don't need to create a hex. If you can power... Okay, first, she can create vibranium, because we know that, because Hayward tracked vibranium, right? So if you can create vibranium and create your energy can power vibranium, why don't you just not, like, trap 
a town in a thing. Just make a vision and power him up and then just make a little vision sized hex around vision or yeah and then just like there's your husband boom like i don't know but a lot of logistic things that probably don't work out like with any other superhero movie yeah if you can control hundreds of people in a town can't you just you know (laughs) control Focus all of that energy to your husband and just try and kids and And kids kids. yeah so but yeah um well, one exciting thing that I think was fun, always is fun, is seeing the moment where a character gets their full superhero garb. Oh, yeah. What do you right? think about the costume? Okay. Here was my first thought. Okay. My first thought was, I like it. Mm. You know? it. I mean, it looks. she looks really good in it. Second thought was, this is really similar to Mantis's costume. Like, when she was kind of floating up there, I was like... With the silhouette, I was like, Mantis? Yes. That's Mantis. Right? Because she has kind of like the horn thing. I mean, it has the same silhouette of the horns. And then she, they have the um kind of like the sleeveless, the sleeveless uh, kind of thing with the, the, arm with the arms. And then even more, there's kind of like, I, I just looked it up, and Mantis's like cape thingy is like kind of shorter. And it's not exactly a whole cape, but it's kind of like pants, but with a, like a draped thing go, going behind. So they have very similar costumes. That was just kind of my like second thought. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. she looks a lot like Mantis, but... Yeah, I did not notice that. Um, I do like the headdress thing. I think that looks kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it's like a very, very toned down version of like red and scarlet. I, I think I might have wanted like a little more color because like I think in live action they have they have the tendency to tone colors down a lot, so it doesn't look too like crazy and poppy off the screen. But I think some mm-hmm. color. Some oh, you more mean color like uh, nice. you know, on her Halloween or. Her Halloween costume. Oh no! Level. <laughs> let's go in between. Let's split the difference there. The Halloween costume, yeah. the you didn't like the, fortune teller. The, you didn't like the pink tights. Oh, the pink tights were wow. That was, I mean, oh, but oh, interesting. Other question: What was your favorite look from like each of the different eras? Because like you know, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Well, Vision and Wanda, I guess they go through so many different like looks. Well, I guess Vision always has the same head. Well, okay, yeah, so. Um, I do like her Scarlet Witch one. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and look at pictures because I forgot what was my favorite her favorite looks. Maybe the one. Oh yikes! I have to think. I have to look at pictures. Hold on. Let me just. I thought the one from episode three, like the pregnant one. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that one was good. I like I that think one. She... Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a personal preference. Like I like people with like longer hair. So I mean, maybe that's. I looked up part of Wanda's it. outfits, WandaVision, and literally all of the things that popped up are the Sokovian uh, fortune teller one. So, <laughs> oh, I actually also like the one where um, yeah, I like the one where she's pregnant, and then I also like the one where um, the one where the kids um found the puppy, you know, oh. kind of the. So it was like the full house one where her like her hair was kind of like more crazy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. I kind of like that one. Interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that episode I think that was like episode five, right? But that was when Vision and Wanda were having the argument, and she tried to like drown him out with the credits. I thought that yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. whoa, that was so. Yeah, nice. that was a really good scene. Yeah. Um, little ways to like show how she's thinking or trying to like deal with things in the sitcom that way. Really good. Really liked it. Um. So, maybe to close up a few things. First, favorite episode and then episode you most enjoyed. Two different things, I think. Huh. Or you know, maybe not favorite. Okay, best episode in your opinion, and then one you most enjoyed. I, do, I do like the um. Maybe episode two I liked. Because, it was the first time, it was kind of our in between, of like. Oh, the sitcom world but then we're also starting to notice the cracks and of course like right after you watch you're like theorizing on a hundred million things so that was kind of one that i i think i was like sitting on the edge of our couch like oh my gosh like what's happening next so that um hmm yeah i think for me um definitely like the the first half was much more interesting because well like i think a mystery the intrigue is only as good as the resolution right like what's really there obviously because if you have like a super cool mystery and then it's just like 
nothing happens, then it's not that cool when you go back. So I think the more we get into like the sword thing and, you know, Monica and Jimmy and Darcy, like the more I lose interest because then you just realize it's not really too much and yeah. it, like, it doesn't make too much sense. Right. So I think that's yeah. where they kind of like lost their way midway through the season. Um, I think for me, like, I think the best episode was the first one. Um, I don't know. The pilot just coming out with a bang. And I think that was my favorite, like, crack in the, like, hex world with the choking. That was just, I don't know. It was almost like horror the way she was like, stop it, stop it. And he was choking. That I think, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah. I think my most enjoyed one probably was the third one, like the pregnancy one, because... Um, I think this is the episode that like Elizabeth Olsen was the best in. Well, actually, that's tough to say because she was really good in the finale too. Um, but like this one, she like when she's pregnant, like you said, watching her face do all these like weird like rah, rah, ah like screaming things was really fun. And also like when her house is like glitching out because she's you know hormones of pregnancy is all going crazy, and she's like there's like that shot where like her and vision are back to back just like oh what is happening to our house i thought that was like yeah that really was fun. fun and then also like the whole geraldine thing like with like the the bird was the stork I thought was, like, thing yeah the stork was like a fun you know little like sitcom hijink that we kind of see a lot but i thought that was fun and then also but then you have like that quick switch of wanda like as soon as geraldine was like pietro and like wanda's like oh no you messed yeah, up yeah, right? that like, was what, like that quick switch i was like oh that's 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 some talent there you know and and i think that was like where you get the peak of just like a smidge that tease of the outside world and what's to come but like you don't get it like absolutely destroyed by darcy and jimmy and hayward you know so yeah i thought that was like yeah a i nice think we're in agreement the in first between. three the first three and like just like the intrigue of and of everything is is really what made wandavision really great yeah but I think yeah. after that, it just, I don't know. Yeah, once you take that out of the equation, it's kind of it's kind of hard when everybody's expecting to feel like, you know, to continue to feel like I don't know what's going on, but I want to. It's like the thing where you want to know what's going on, but at the same time, you like, you don't. You want to keep the suspense going yeah. because you want to be on the edge of your seat for the whole time. But obviously, like, you can't do that. Part of what you like is not like you don't want to know. You just like not knowing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, like with I guess they called it like a super long movie, which like the first three episodes would be like the first act of setting things up. I thought that was yeah, great. Really and then good. once you get after that, like to the actual meat of the story where you're trying to like figure things out, it was just, OK, well, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, But but I think not not bad for their first um show or their series kind of yeah. thing. I think it was a good way to start it off. Yeah, so, and yeah. this is first thing in Phase 4. It was actually supposed to be like Black Widow first and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision was supposed to come way later. But um, yeah, I'm kind of excited about the future. But last thing that I think um, I'm kind of concerned about is because when you and I watched it and some of the reveals came, we were like, oh, we kind of like saw that coming or that was like obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And then we watched it with our parents, like a second viewing, and they were just like, I have no idea what's going on, right? So yeah. I think one thing that scares me about the MCU is they are still trying to like maximize profits, right? So they need to cater to the casual audience to like reel them into the MCU, but they also want to satisfy the long-term viewers who are invested, right? Yeah. And I think with WandaVision, this is like their first showing of past phase three where like everyone's like, okay, well, this MCU thing is big. We really, really need to, like, get into this. And plus their first Disney Plus show, right? This, like, showed me that, like, they're still trying to, like, go in this middle ground, this no man's land, where they're not satisfying either party, if that makes sense. And yeah, that kind of scares me. Um, it, Like, it makes sense from a business standpoint. Like, you have to do that. But I don't know. If we're going to keep on getting things that, like, can't commit – and like they still want to stick to the MCU formula formula thing, um, then that kind of worries me. But one thing that I have hope, right? Guardians of the Galaxy came out; it was a success, right? And Taika Waititi said, "There's no way that Thor Ragnarok would ever be made 
if Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn didn't come around. So I'm hoping maybe people, this shows like WandaVision, you can do more crazy, wacky things and sort of commit to them. So maybe in the future, we'll keep on getting those weird, crazy projects. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So to end things off, Isabella, WandaVision rating out of 10. What is your rating? Um, like, oh, okay. We could, uh, I'll say a six overall or maybe a 6.5. 6.5 overall. Okay. Interesting. Well, any like reasoning to, that's like a, what, a D? Yeah. Try to do on a grading scale so we can. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe like a, okay. If you're doing on a grading scale, then it just makes me think of like entirely different answer. Cause then I would say like, maybe like. B minus. B minus. Okay. Yeah, I'm that's thinking, a completely different answer. <laughs> yeah, well, because grading skills are just weird in general. But yeah, welcome to I our know. review so of, of American school systems. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. No, okay. But I'll, I'll change the answer to B minus. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think I, it was. I think it was. I think it was good. It was entertaining. There were some awkward parts that made me. <laughs> I don't know. Just made me feel uncomfortable. Like, wow, I feel uncomfortable watching you guys do this scene right now. But it was. <laughs> overall it was good and entertaining and like i i got up at seven to watch it with you before school every friday so like it has that has to mean something right yeah and we'll be doing it again for falcon and the winter soldier so i think oh yeah yeah i think i'll give it a c a, a 76 you know like not straight c but just a tiny bit above a c I don't know. I think a there's a tiny bit above average. Yeah, a tiny bit above average. There are some like nice highs, but I think there are too far and few between. Is that the phrase? Far and few between. Far and few in between, yeah. Yeah. Just not a lot, you know, and there are a lot of moments where there were like subtly just like, wow, that's terrible. So Yeah. Um, but here's hoping well, actually, I don't know. I'm pessimistic about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But when that comes around, we'll talk about it. So. Yeah, and it'll be a I think I mean, I think it'll be a completely different show. So who knows? It could it could be completely different than WandaVision, um, you know, in terms of, of everything and how it's received, how good it is. And so, yeah, I guess we'll we'll talk about this maybe when that first episode comes out or I, at least at the end. Right. Alrighty. Yeah. So thanks for listening and sticking around until next time. So long, darling. <laughs> you like that Paul Bettany thing? Okay. No. Oh, Bye. wait. La- one oh, last thought for everyone to just think about. What did they do with Paul Bettany's eyelashes? Because you didn't see them. <laughs> okay. Like, um, that's just what I was thinking when I was looking at his face. Like, what did they do to his eyelashes? Anyway, goodbye. See you next week. Bye. Bye.